Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan. Yes. You're not, you do not. I will, ha- I will admit here and yeah. now. You, uh, oh, look, all Jordan, Jesse, go listeners mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Jordan Morris is sharp. He's alert, <laughs> he's handsome, sure, so finely buffed. Yeah, like a like a cat who's been recently buffed. Yeah, <laughs> like a recently buffed wild cat. You know, I got one of those Ronco cat buffers, mm-hmm. and it works great. It has absolutely every bit as good as as they show you on that infomercial. Yeah, you just set it and forget it, <laughs> <laughs> and then you come back home. You got a nicely buffed cat. But you look a little haggard this yeah, week. Yeah, okay. I'm just going to listen. I'm going to lay my cards on the table. Please do. And if, you Cause, know. Because I've got three kings. <laughs> oh, boy. On DVD. <laughs> Ooh, does it have director's commentary? It does. And interactive menus? David O. Russell is as crazy as they say. <laughs> it has, it has uh, deleted scenes, including <laughs> when George Clooney punched the director. So, uh, you know, cards on the table. Yeah. Getting, you know, this is podcasting. It's all about being real, raw, and uncensored. Mm-hmm. Uh, I we're we're taping this on a Sunday morning, right? Uh, which is not usually when we tape, but you know, some scheduling issues this week. So we, yep. did, you know, Sunday morning was the only time we could get together. Yep. Uh, I am coming off a uh, open bar wedding from last night, and am uh, m- more hungover than I've been in uh, years. Really? Years. Yes. So you're just gonna just gonna throw this out there. Yeah. We've got a great guest and I hate to I hate to, you know, cut him short. Right. But what do you say we just make this sucker twenty minutes and we go eat Carl's Jr.'s in bed? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm in. And I don't know if I, I, don't know yeah. if I get a vote, but yeah, I'm in. Now, our, our guest on the program this week, uh, he is himself a podcaster, mm-hmm. celebrated podcaster. Arguably, yeah. Uh, he is a uh, comic delight. He's famous from his days on MTV, too. <laughs> Quotes. <laughs> Almost exclusively to TSA agents, John Gabris. How are you, John? Oh, thank you so much for having me, What guys. a joy to have you here. I'm going to do an awkward moment here and just let you know it's Gabris. Sorry, thank mm. you. No, hey, it's not really a problem. I'm glad you swung the other, like, I dealt with being called, having the word gay in my name in the 90s in yep. junior high and high school. Yep. So I now have come through the crucible and I'm pr- I am own it now. Sure. Now, you have, now you have on a pride t-shirt. So <laughs> I actually perfect. am wearing a pride t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm actually gay now. You know, it turns out it's one of those naming things. It's like, sure, oh, yeah. Names if, are very If powerful. kids just kill, yeah, you like, <laughs> it's like, like, well, a, it's not my, you know, it's not my fulfilling normal. Prophecy. Yes. It's like. sort of like a the secret type situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, just called me gay boy or uh, gay. Gaby or Gay Bruce enough to just make mm-hmm. me gay. Yeah, well, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, it's been a big upswing for me. It turns out I'm a huge hit amongst bears. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, some some uh, homophobes will say it's a choice. <laughs> right. It's yeah. not. It's actually just repetition. <laughs> yeah, you can just train your body to do almost anything. <laughs> you know, I didn't like broccoli Rob for a while, and I just right. ate it every just day for a week. And I'm like, yeah, now I yeah. love broccoli Rob. It's the same thing with. Penises, yeah. uh, John. What what did you do on MTV Two? I was on a couple of different shows called Guy Code, which was like a misogynistic talking head best week ever type show, <laughs> okay. slightly misogynistic. Sure. Um, uh, and then I was also on the Nick Cannon improv uh, extravaganza, Wilding Out. Oh, yeah. you wilded out. I 
was happy to be token white guy for like a couple of seasons. It was a nice little uh, experience. Congratulations on being on. I mean, that is a cultural touchstone. <laughs> it is. I know. I can't stress enough how weird of an experience it was and that's what made i did it once because i was like oh i need money and this would be weird and fun and i'm an mtv2 person so i'll try it and then afterwards i was like i want to do another season and i did three seasons and then i wasn't invited back i think i have been aged out oh uh, sure, yeah. sure i think i've been aged out of exclu- like i remember having to put mascara on my little grays in my beard mm-hmm. yeah. just to hang with the mtv kids sure yeah and and a lot of your uh, a lot of your disses uh, were about the spin doctors <laughs> right. who the kids don't know anymore i'm like you're barely one prince and they're like what <laughs> <laughs> well if you're yeah. superman you better watch out cuz i have a pocket full of kryptonite <laughs> thank you <laughs> oh, oh, one one 40 year old grip is like i got ah, you yes. dog <laughs> capital capital zinger uh yeah it was a really fun experience like it's it's kind of like improv which is uh, what my background is in and then on top of it it's just like you do something that's like a silly short form game and then at the end of the day you're dancing on stage while yo Gotti sings it goes down in the dm <laughs> and you're like what am i doing i'm here in a fucking like do rag dance <laughs> Wait, did they like issue you white guy in a hip hop posse equipment? No, they just had like the best wardrobe department. Uh, like they're like, we we like your look, John, but we're gonna have to cut a fade into your hair. Uh, Can we give you a Caesar real quick? It was really fun. Like I, my friend James Davis, who was on the show, I was like, do you think I could get away with wearing a do rag in an episode? Like I just need like the hood pass, so I know I'm not fucking. Around. And he was like, go ahead. So I just wore a do rag in an episode, and what. I, what I look like being surrounded by black guys who are smaller than me and some who are bigger is I look like an offensive lineman. Like I look like a guy right. who's like, all right, Ox, come on. You can come with us <laughs> to the hip-hop party. And I'm like, you sure? I'm from small steel town. <laughs> I got to dump some nerds books on the way, but uh, I could probably make it. <laughs> Ooh, Ox is a good name. Yeah, yeah it's really I'm told, good. That's like the character I would have played for you know a decade in the 80s. Ox, Moose, yeah. Beef. You, know? you could have been. You could have been that guy from Parker Lewis Can't Lose who was on ER for a long time. Kubiak? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking Jesus about. Jesus Christ, why, yeah. why is that Occupy Space in my brain? What is Kubiak up to right now? What would you say, Kubi- is he just li- living on his ER money? I bet you Kubiak is on like a procedural that no one we know watches. Yeah, I bet you uh, he's one of our aunt's favorite actors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or aunts, if mm-hmm. you will. Yeah, he's like uh, he's like one of you the- You know, if you call an aunt an aunt enough, she will turn <laughs> She'll just turn it down, literally. She yeah. starts shrinking. She's like doing a Woody Allen impression. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like one of the white guys that has too many lines on Hawaii Five-0. Yeah, oh, there you yeah. go. Sure. He's getting paid way more than Daniel Day Kim. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Did you – okay. So my take home from the Hawaii Five-0 controversy and for folks who don't know, the two – there's two Korean-American actors on Hawaii Five-0 who are the sort of third and fourth on the call sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, after Scott Con and another guy, <laughs> it's James Con's son. <laughs> yeah, um, and Hawaii Five O. I was shocked to learn has been on for seven years. <laughs> um, and uh, so they weren't getting as they weren't getting paid nearly as much as uh, the two white guys, and they quit. Is Rob Morrow possibly the other person? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, from Northern Exposure. From Northern Exposure and uh, Numbers. I don't think it's Rob Morrow from Northern Exposure, but it could. Be. Yeah, 
that sounds right. Yeah. I, okay, I clearly am stretching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seems like, or is it that is it the that front man from Spin Doctors? Oh yeah, Alexi Lalas. <laughs> I always thought he looked like Alexi. If you could also tell exactly where I was at thirteen, like listening to Spin Doctors and watching the U.S. World Cup. American <laughs> soccer goalie Alexi Lalas celebrated for his colorful hair. Tony Miola was the goalie. Uh, but, <laughs> Alexi Lalas played midfield. My my take home from that whole situation. I re- I literally read an entire New York Times article about it, and the whole I'm reading about the like social justice elements of it and like the context in the show all this different stuff but the whole time all I can think is the dude the Korean American dude whose name you just said Daniel Day Kim from Lost dear god is that man handsome he's like he's he's so handsome I can't even believe he's real (laughs) he was like the sleeper hunk on Lost. You know, everyone, people were like, are you Jack or are you Sawyer? And then it's like, don't sleep on Daniel Day Kim. The dude is like from Marble. I couldn't even, be- like seriously, the man's cheekbones are like, it's like someone took a hatchet and put it, pointed it upwards in his face. Mm-hmm. It's masculine pretty. Like, I yes. don't know how else to explain it. He's like a beautiful, masculine he's person. He's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, he's gorgeous. And Sometimes he's... gorgeous guys look a little feminine, but yeah. it still works for them. Right. Uh, Daniel Day Kim looks like action figure, but also there's something cute and pretty about it. You know, yeah. that was the that was the disconnect I have. Um, I had watching uh, John Hamm in Baby Driver. Yeah. They try to scumbag him up in that, and right. boy, it doesn't work. <laughs> no, not yeah. at all. Yeah. <laughs> so pretty. They, yeah, he, like, he's got, he's got like neck tattoos, and they give him kind of a weird, they like, the alt-right haircut. haircut. <laughs> and, uh, you, know, he's, you know, I think you're supposed to buy that he's, you know, he's this... Scumbag, he's just a crazy wild scumbag. man. Yeah, like but, it feels like that scene where they reveal that. Uh, spo- this is not really an important spoiler, sure. but they say like, uh, "Let me guess, Wall Street." When Jamie Fox kind of nails what John Hamm is, like a right, Wall right. Street, and it's like they probably had to put that in. It's like we should explain why this guy looks so <laughs> like he's right. had his skin taken care of perfectly for thirty years, mm-hmm. leading up to becoming a criminal. Yeah, um, Jamie Fox was very scary in Baby Driver. Yeah, he I sure thought he was, was great. Yeah, I haven't yeah, seen totally. him do like that much fun shit. It's do like, you think Jamie Foxx is among actors the king of being good in a good thing and bad in a bad thing? Like, uh, is there because yeah. I feel like there are movies where Jamie Foxx is so fucking good. What was that? What was that? Uh, Michael Mann movie with uh, Tom Collateral. Cruise? Collateral. Like he was amazing. He's totally. so in Collateral. Good, You're yeah. like this might be America's greatest movie star. And then other times you're like, isn't that Jamie Foxx from In Living Color? You he, know what I mean? He can literally do anything. And I, I and he doesn't always succeed in it. Right. But the guy is like comedy, drama, singing, dancing. Like he literally can do whatever he wants. Hosting Beat Shazam. I know. Like seriously. People always said you'll never be able to host Beat Shazam. Not that you'll never be able to beat Shazam, but you'll never be able to host right. the show the, yet to be uh, invented. Right. Beach of wait, I can't even Be- say it. Beach. Is Beach Exam some sort of game show where you have to out magic Shaquille O'Neal? Uh, no, yes, no. Genies are not involved. Okay. This Beach Shazam is about the app Shazam. Oh, uh-huh. I thought it was where to... uh, you have to uh, spank Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. You take your belt off and you sure. whip Billy Blag or whatever his name is yeah. until he says Shazam. Um, it no. would be great if Billy Bragg was actually yeah. Captain Marvel. That'd be good casting. Takes a That'd break be good from casting. time to time from his uh, folky polemics. Yeah. Um, 
so uh oh Oh, uh, about Baby Driver. Uh, so I went in like a, I went in like a big group. Somebody got the tickets and like you know, kind of organized this group to go see it. And uh, one of the people in the group, uh, we learned after the movie, uh, until it started, thought we were all seeing Boss Baby. <laughs> <laughs> this is it is the same universe. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, they're creating a shared universe, a <laughs> Marvel style universe. universe. Did you stay for the after credit scene? <laughs> oh, right, where uh, <laughs> Alec Baldwin. Where you think you know you think baby drivers out of the game <laughs> but he and just, then just at that moment he goes boss home baby and who <laughs> turns around in his chair but the boss baby himself yeah i'm putting together a team <laughs> isn't it fun when a movie comes out and it's sort of just like the society decides this should be a punchline for a month yeah. right yeah. like when boss baby came out i feel like a group a collective group of podcasters comedians twitterers uh film writers all were like should we how about this is this is the month where we just make fun of Boss Baby, right? Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds good. We don't have really. But we are going to stop next month, right? <laughs> right? We're all going to stop at the same time next month. This I got I got caught on the butt end of that situation. Mm. Uh, I told you did a did a late Boss Baby joke. No, it wasn't Boss Baby. It was much 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 later than that, mm. and I really fell on my face. I told a complicated story to uh, some friends over dinner uh, that was about the movie Kangaroo Jack. Oh, yes, and, with Christopher Walken. Yeah, and I got to the end of it, and they said, wait, what's Kangaroo Jack? And I was like, oh, no! <laughs> I remember that, mo- that <laughs> That's month. That's all I know yeah, about. That mov- right, that movie that no one you know has seen, but everyone knows about. Right. Yeah. That is not Kangaroo Jack anymore. Nope, no one, is, no one present had heard about Kangaroo is Jack. Is Keenan in it? What? No, it's Anthony Anderson. Anthony Anderson, that was racist of me. A different, Another, different heavy baby face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the deal in with the Kangaroo ageless. Jack was I took this class at Santa Cruz mm-hmm. called Working in Film and Television where this guy would fly up from L.A. once a week to teach this class. And he was a psychologist who had invented the knob that you turn to the right if you like something and to the left if you don't like something in oh, wow. a TV focus group. Writers Very successful. Him. And this movie marketing guy came in. And he was the head of marketing for a huge studio, very big deal guy, real hot shot, uh, very confident. And the thing that had made his career was uh, Kangaroo Jack was like intended to be like an R-rated action comedy, like a buddy film, like a 48 Hours type situation. (laughs) And they saw it and it tested poorly. And so they recut it slightly but completely redid the marketing uh, to make it into a children's film, uh, marketing-wise. Ugh. And what all they did was they cut out a few swear words and a little bit of, like, brain Full on penetration the floor. penetration sex. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to get it down to PG-13. And then they took the, the kangaroo, the titular kangaroo from Kangaroo Jack, the one in the red hooded sweatshirt and the backwards baseball cap. <laughs> uh, apparently... That ca- I haven't. Has anyone seen? You guys haven't nope. seen. Nope. No, no, Jack- no. Okay. I just so, have talked about. Yeah, it we know. We know it's a punchline. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Fifteen plus years. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen Boss Baby either. But yeah. I'm talking about it. Maybe that's so. maybe guys. Maybe that's our new hit podcast is seeing the punchline movies. <laughs> yeah. And then just defending. How yeah, we'll watch. Really we'll. Wa- I mean, we'll watch Shazam. <laughs> right. Yeah. Shazam. Excuse me. <laughs> and then we'll watch Shazam, the one starring uh, Simbad that didn't that actually takes place in an alternate universe. We'll hit the wormhole. Kangaroo Jack. Aaron From Bears every books. every billboard for Kangaroo Jack had this kangaroo in a in a hoodie 
and a backwards baseball cap or whatever. And it had the the smash it slogan, which I confirmed this guy had come up with, was which was uh, uh, he stole the money and he's not giving it back. And um, <laughs> oh, pretty pretty log line. Yeah, <laughs> Is there, there's ellipses there, right? <laughs> yeah, he stole the money. And he's not giving it back. So oh, no! the amazing thing about this movie is apparently that kangaroo is not a character in the movie. That kangaroo just appears on screen briefly in a dream sequence and is not in the whole rest of the film. Uh, it's just like a guy gets hit on the head and he imagines that the money was th- like that a kangaroo is taunting him. What? So it's not – you think it's a movie about a ca- an animated kangaroo who, like, steals stuff from Anthony Anderson. Actually, it's just a buddy, like, action movie that has a brief uh, dream sequence with the kangaroo in it. They built the entire marketing around this kangaroo and the guy is like – it was originally tracking at, like, $10 million for a $30 million movie and it made $70 million because we tricked people into thinking it was a children's <laughs> film about a kangaroo. Wait, I have a, an important follow-up here. You yeah. were told that – how long ago was that? At least 15, exactly, 15. 15 years ago. You were told that. And in the interim, in the 15 years that have passed, the decade and a half, you've never watched Kangaroo Jack? I can't. Why would I watch? I can't. It feels like you have such it's like – It's like one of your party <laughs> anecdotes. I've heard that story 20 times. Yeah. <laughs> you should. I think at this point you need to watch Kangaroo Jack. I think by the What if when time, you watch it, you're wrong? Like it's like yeah. it's like 28 minutes of the kangaroo and you're like, wow. I've been telling people this kangaroo is in this for much less. It's one of those things where no one's seen it, so everyone's mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, that's a, I believe you. This is my feeling about it, Jordan. Mm-hmm. You've heard that story 20 times. It's on you. You should have seen Kangaroo Jack. No, that's true. I think, yeah, at some point I need to watch Kangaroo You've Jack. You've essentially oh. violated the terms of our friendship oh, by I'm not projecting. watching Kangaroo Jack. I'm projecting. Jack. I feel like I should have seen Kangaroo Jack, but right. I wanted you to carry the brunt of that. I understand. <laughs> Look, at the end of the day, it's a burden that all of us in America share, except for the 7 million people who paid $10 <laughs> sure. to go see Kangaroo Jack. That Those we... 7 million people have since died in very mysterious circumstances. Uh, here's what I... <laughs> the, the Kangaroo Jack curse. Yeah, it's like... Leftovers. Yeah. <laughs> what do these 1% of the population have in right, common? Right. They're in it. Right. <laughs> they watched. Kangaroo this is my feeling. And I think this is – I don't mean to blow the lid off anything here on Jordan, Jesse. Go because usually this is a really lighthearted podcast. But why won't the Democrats deal with the fact that in the aftermath of the election, we understand how crucial it was – that Hillary Clinton never saw Kangaroo Jack. I'm sorry, you mean Killery? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like I, I believe feel you're speaking like Killery. Yeah. I feel like they're trying to put the focus on Trump. Why don't they deal with their own problems? Why don't they deal with the problems with their campaign that Hillary never saw that movie? Mm-hmm. Bernie would have saw it. Bernie, yeah, Bernie. Yeah, Bernie owns Kangaroo Jack on Blu-ray. Yeah, and he's seen and Bernie saw Boss Baby in theaters. <laughs> yep. Bernie saw. Kazam and Shazam. Imagine they just got him elected. Yeah. He's like, I've seen Boss Baby in theaters. You all made jokes about it, but I actually went to see it. Oh, he's the guy who'll do it. Bernie Sanders just finished a tour of colleges Mm -hmm. where all he talked about was how in the 90s there was definitely a movie that starred Sinbad. Right. As a magical. Yeah. Um, maybe we should explain that. So I think uh, I guess I, that's one of the Mandela. We talked about, Mandela we talked about that on Jordan Jesse Go before yeah. that there that there is a group of people who believe sincerely or semi sincerely that there was a wait. So the, the movie Shaq is actually movie's called Kazam. Kazam and Shaq, and Shaq, is, Shaq a is a genie. Right. Yeah. And then b- people believe that a movie exists called 
Shazam, Shazam with Sinbad, Sinbad as, as a genie. genie. Yeah. But I think people are just conflating the fact that he used to wear like gold lame outfits sure. doing stand up. Because Sinbad <laughs> dresses like a genie. Honestly, I've only listened to a handful of Jordan and Jesse Go episodes, and the other one, the one I mostly recently just listened to, mentioned Sinbad in it. It was the yeah. Seth Morris episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just funny to have like this. <laughs> this podcast is just a rotation of fifteen stories. <laughs> the kind of we put them together in different forms. By the time people give up on us, we have a whole new batch of listeners who exactly. are excited to hear. Yeah, yeah. Story. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, what do they say? There's only, there's only. There's only five stories you can tell. Man versus nature. Yeah. That's my favorite machine. one. Oh, na- wait. Never mind. I love that one. Man versus self. Ooh. And Man what, machine versus law and, enforcement. And what and what <laughs> Kangaroo Jack is actually about. <laughs> Man versus dream animated character. Right. Exactly. another big one. Yeah. The uh, Mandela effect, the thing that two pe- people believe two different things like concurrently, right. like the Berenstein Bears thing you mentioned, like Berenstain or whatever. But it's named for people who believe Nelson Mandela had died. Yes, yeah. Like well before he did, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, He was like – someone just – they put out a news story and just enough people were like, oh, yeah, he's dead. And then like that's a very interesting way to get into that. (laughs) Yeah, like I think it is one of those – one of those memes, one of those ideas Mm -hmm. that – is spread on the basis of lightheartedness, this story about this Sinbad movie. Sure. Uh, but named for something, like, so central to world history. <laughs> right. It's, like, yeah. it's essentially, it's essentially like, we are, like, it's like as though Kangaroo Jack was somehow uh, mimetically connected to the protocols of Zion. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're like, yeah, well, it's like, uh, it, it's like how they changed Kangaroo Jack around and sold it as a children's movie, or, or like how the Jews have a cabal that controls the world <laughs> banking system. Like, like those things. Sure. Can't, yeah. Look it up on Urban Dictionary. Yeah. It, it would be great. Like, if you go to Nelson Mandela's wiki page, it probably has a link to see also Baron's, uh, <laughs> yes. see also Berenstein Bears, which is very upsetting. <laughs> Nelson Mandela is attached to Berenstein Bears for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah, when we talk about it in the lighthearted in the lighthearted meme sense, should we just call it like like the Kazam Protocol, right? Or something yes. like yeah. that. Operation Kazam sure. Protocol, <laughs> and then we can you know we can forget the Nelson Mandela stuff, right? I think let's a... leave, let's leave his name out as three white guys talking about kangaroo Jack. Let's <laughs> Maybe drop we Nelson, Mandela. Nelson Mandela. <laughs> Well, we'll be back with more talk about Sinbad, and we're going to focus in the next segment on his Caribbean funk fest, mm. says broadcast on Showtime, I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jordan Jesse Go. Hello, Amita Patel. Hello, Sean David Johnson. What's going on? I think a friend of mine may have chronic pop culture deficiency syndrome. Oh, no. PCDS? What are the symptoms? Well, she doesn't know Wakanda from Westeros. Shameful. And she keeps confusing Aziz Ansari and Riz Ahmed. Oh, my gosh. So sad. Kind of racist, too. But what did you tell her to do? I told her to listen to our podcast, Inside Pop, of course. Fantastic idea. A weekly dose of Inside Pop will help anyone discover the best in TV, film, and music. Suffer from PCDS no more. Inside Pop has you covered every Wednesday on Max Fun. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. John Gabris, human Labrador. Yeah. 
That's a charming. That's a charming nickname. <laughs> I enjoy that. Oh, Jordan. John, drop the tennis ball. Drop the tennis ball. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. <laughs> uh, ooh, we got some good sponsors on this week's Jordan Jesse Go program. We Jordan. sure do. Can I just say? Can I say uh, about our first sponsor? Yeah. Can I just say one thing? Say it now, friend. Mm-hmm. Roman. <laughs> Countryman. Mm-hmm. Let me at them cakes. Jesse, it's Blue Apron. Oh, our friends at Blue Apron! You know what, Jesse? I cooked with Blue Apron this week. Did you really? I was on the website. Yeah. uh, Picking my meals, which is very fun. You go to the website. You pick what meals you want shipped right to you. Click, clack, click, clack, click, clack. It's a meal service. So, got a a nice chicken thing. Bam. A nice beef stir fry. Bam. I'm looking for that third meal. What? You know what one of the options was? I don't know. Sweet and savory. Yeah. Korean rice cakes. Oh, yeah. You know what I said? What did you say, Jordan? Let me at them cakes. I said, let me at them cakes. cakes. They mailed me them cakes, and they were delicious. I cooked them cakes myself. Them cakes. With Blue Apron. For less than $10 per person per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. It's always cake season, baby. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free. BlueApron.com slash JJGo. Three free meals. BlueApron.com slash JJGo. A better way to cook. Do it. Let me have them cakes. Let us have them cakes, please. We also have some sponsorship from our friends at ZipRecruiter. Yes. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Jordan, I'm a small business owner. Yeah. I need to hire people all the time. I just hired Casey O'Brien, who's running the boards this week. Yeah. You. Uh, what you do... You go to ZipRecruiter and you can post your job to 100 plus job sites with just one click. A lot of their competitors will make you use many clicks. Yeah. This is a one click solution. One click situation. Click, you're done. The end. 100 plus sites, Jordan. Uh, you can find. Could be 103, could be 122. <laughs> I don't have an exact count. It's hard to say. In the triple digits. Yeah. This is a triple dig situation. Three dig. You can find the most qualified candidates, immediate results for a free trial. You go to ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. I don't care if you run Dow Corning <clears throat> or if you run a local bodega. Mm-hmm. Either way, you're going to want to go to ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo to post your job listing to 100-plus sites. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. One more time to try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. And, of course, we are always supported by folks like you who go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Our thanks to the thousands of people who support Jordan Jesse Go in that way. If you want to advertise on Jordan Jesse Go, you can always email Teresa at MaximumFun.org. Or if you are a uh, listener, you want to get uh, share your message, whether it's a birthday wish or an announcement of a creative project or whatever, go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron for a super affordable one-time announcement. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. John Gabris, inflated baby. <laughs> You, it's pretty. It's two good nicknames. I was going to say you don't have to do a new nickname every time, but uh, 
You're two for two. So. Yeah, I mean, I would have just gone with Ox. Yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, Gabrus, on your podcast, High and Mighty, yes. you do the occasional power hour. I do, yes. Uh, which, uh, which, which is what? Explain the concept of the power hour to I... someone who might not have gone to an East Coast college. <laughs> Some, to someone who may have graduated with uh, knowledge. Uh, it's a shot of beer every minute on the minute for one hour. How much beer? So that's 60 ounces, ounces. of that's beer. A, it's so only five beers. Okay. But in one hour, that seems like... That's a lot even just to drink in an Right, hour. exactly. It's like five, uh, 60 ounces of water in an hour is, is hard. But the hard thing is, is like when the minute comes around to have to take a... You could probably drink five beers in an hour if you do it at your own pace. It wouldn't be that... Right. But you're just like... But you're forcing your body to yeah. do something that it should not. Yeah, it's like, I want to take a break now, yeah. but I can't, I can't because the song just... The, the playlist just switched songs. <laughs> That's the best way to do a power hour, by the way. At least back in the day, we used to make 60-minute tapes... Oh. With a minute of each song, so when you knew when the song sw- and then you would be like, you're building the ultimate mixtape at that point because you get to pick sixty one mi- you get to choose which sixty seconds of the song you want. To. That's a lot of audio editing to do in service of drunkenness. <laughs> well, you'd be surprised how much free time newly drinking high school and college kids have. <laughs> <laughs> what were some of the oh on this on this Power Hour playlist? What were some of the what were the song fragments that you would use? Oh. Uh, <laughs> of course, cut my life into pieces. <laughs> oh, this God. is my last. Re- also, you can guess when the, these things were made. Sure, yeah. Uh, uh, there was uh, gotta keep them separated for oh, sure. sure. Like a little moment in there, and then there was princes, like- prince to adore <laughs> yes. you. That's yeah. what I said. Now, <laughs> yeah, of course, big. Uh, <laughs> I almost called them Stone Temple Pilots. What the fuck are those guys? Called? <laughs> spin, spin doctor. Spin doctor. Spin you had pilots. some of the singles from the Spin Doctor second album as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much past two princes, um, but yeah, the, the power hour is a great way to just really uh, change the pace of the entire evening. Sure. So you're you're but, hungover. But you, yeah, I am. What? How could you want to talk about alcohol right now? You uh, instigated this conversation. No, you're right. It was a mistake. I feel bad. <laughs> While you were talking about it, I was <laughs> thinking about doing it, and like, there's a time where we talk about that, and it sounds fun to me. But it's not now. Yeah, it's like, right. It was like hearing a murder described to me. What were you drinking last <laughs> night? Yeah, I stuck to tequila. Oh, nice. Open bar. Clear? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. With a little seltzer or just on the rocks? Yeah, with a little club soda. That's uh, that's uh, that's my summertime drink. That's tequila my... and club soda. Yeah, that's my summertime, uh, like, I'm going to drink a lot drink. Yes. Yeah. Like, I won't drink a bunch of beer anymore because it really fucks my uh, whole GI tract up the next Sure, day. sure. I think I might be... But, uh, I mean, what's if somebody starts the Papa Roach, you got to slam a brewski. Yeah, hey, all right, dude. Let's crack a couple of High Lifes and get nuts. Yeah, yeah. I've done I've done a few power... I did a Chicken Nugget Power Hour on Doughboys, which was absolutely destructive That is to instead my of eating... It, instead of drinking a shot of beer, that's eating a chicken nugget. Yes. <laughs> McDonald's... 60 Mc... chicken nuggets. I actually That's ate... like five pounds of chicken nuggets. <laughs> I actually ate over 60 because I accidentally... Like, I forgot to wait for the minute to go up. I, at, one, <laughs> at one point, uh, Nicole Byers just like, are you like four or five ahead right now? And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Did you dip each of those? Oh, yeah. You dipped each of those? I, I had like 12 dips open. That was like a Did dream Did you just for me. dip them in a cup of water like a competitor? 
competitive eater and a hot dog? <laughs> no, in hindsight, that's what I should have done just to stay remotely hydrated. I went to see Fate of the Furious after I ate 60 McNuggets. Oh, and, and I was like in the theater like holding my like liver, I think. <laughs> <laughs> or holding a mass of fucking chicken. Like I feel like I still have it. Like it'll show up on an x-ray, the chicken nuggets I ate. I feel like that movie too, Fate of the Furious, probably has several moments that probably – approach the tone of like the brown note right? right. <laughs> the fabled note that will make people shit themselves so I imagine being in the theater the Mandela, filled... let's just call it the Mandela note <laughs> the Mandela note exactly yeah being in the theater while that's happening uh, full of chicken nuggets is probably uncomfortable yeah I, right before the movie started I was like ooh I should pee and I, it was at the Arclight Dome and I ran down to go to the bathroom and then when I came back to hit the stairs on the way back up I, like, grabbed the railing, and I was like, this is very hard. And I felt, like, <laughs> short of breath, and I was like, I'm going to die for a fucking Doughboys episode. <laughs> right now, I'm picturing you, like, having to fly. So let's say you're doing Comedy Bang Bang Live in Tucson. Yes. And uh, you're you're getting you're walking through that TSA gate with, you know, Paul F. Tompkins walks through fine. Scott Ackerman walks through fine. Uh, then Yugo goes ding, 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 ding. And they're like, I'm sorry, sir. Are you holding a mass of chicken nuggets somewhere in your body? <laughs> According to our scans, you have a balloon of pink slime inside your digestive tract. <laughs> and they're like, and aren't you John Gabris from, from Wild and Out? Yeah, that's me. Oh, you guys don't know Comedy Bang Bang? The, the Venn diagram of CBB and Wild and Out is very small. What's Nick Cannon like in real life, and how do you expect to pass that mass of meat paste? <laughs> right. uh, to answer both questions, Nick Cannon is very cool. In real life, he's a very nice dude. And to answer that second question was, I'm not positive I've passed it. <laughs> and <laughs> I recorded there. that episode uh, several months ago. It <laughs> fucked me up. It, like, broke my metabolism for a week. I, like, normally just shit in the morning. And then that for, like, a week after that, I was just shitting at the most random hours. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Hey, that's what you guys were curious about. <laughs> we were curious when you were shitting, yes. <laughs> the did listeners you, gotta know. Did you shit around five? That's what we all want to know. Did it be... At what point does it... Because I... I kind of like – I'm not a fast food guy, but if I'm in a fast food situation, if I'm driving and there's no In-N-Out burgers available or if I'm at an airport, just those situations where you end up eating fast food, I will eat chicken nuggets. I'll, I'll go get some chicken McNuggets from McDonald's and I'll enjoy it. You know, They're, they're great. They're tasty. Uh, well, at what point does it go from pleasant to unpleasant? When you're eating them once a minute for an hour. It's like at minute 20. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause tw- like a 20 piece seems like that's a lot, but that's – But it's fun. You know, that's, it's that's, an indulgence. It's an order. Right. Like, yeah, they exactly. they sell that yeah. like that. <laughs> exactly. Right. right. And then when you get to fucking nugget 35 and people are like, I can't do it anymore. And you're like, well, now I really want to finish. And then you have 25 more nuggets to eat. Because you got to be the nugget king. I have a real hard time saying no. And not taking – I'm like McFly, Marty McFly. Mm, like, sure. Someone's like, I've eating contests, drinking contests, like silly stunts. I've gotten – I think, you know, a lot of people are like, I'm a comedy nerd, but I think my comedy gods are jackass. <laughs> so okay. Like, yeah. Where most people are like, I came up on Kids in the Harlan Hall. Harlan <laughs> Pryor. Yeah. Me, it's like Knoxville, <laughs> party boy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> 
Chris Pontius, the Wild Boys, yeah. Jeff Tremaine. <laughs> Just like that guy was the uh, was the stealth stud of Lost. Right. You have stealth members of Jackass that you feel are underappreciated. Oh yeah, Aaron Danger John, whatever that sure. is. I wish I didn't know all these people. <laughs> what is the of all the of all the challenges you've subjected yourself to has anything fucked you up as much as those chicken nuggets yes one thing has fucked me up more than that and it was at orichin ramen um they have like that hot big hot bowl this was a you know eight years ago so maybe the place doesn't exist anymore but some koreatown ramen place where it's super hot ramen and if you finish it um you get your like uh, polaroid on the wall yeah and i'm Quantity is not as much of an issue for me. I have like an ability to not be full. Speed is not an issue for me. I can fucking eat so and eat and drink so fast. But spiciness is not my strong suit. I like a little spice, but this bowl, like I finished this bowl and it was tinted red, like the white oh bowl. God. It's like and it's the size of a fucking like you know epic. Like it's like a shared bowl. Sure. <laughs> and I'm just eating, and it's like visible giant green peppers. And the guy's like, "You gotta eat the peppers." And I'm like, you "Gotta be fucking." <laughs> He's kidding. just sitting there stroking the Polaroid, <laughs> yeah. reminding you of what you could win. Yeah, and then so I. F- I ate it all, and now you're curious about my shitting before. Let me yes. get into it a little bit now. Let's hear about uh, that I was shit. staying at a friend's house, and I was up till five in the morning with lava coming out of me. Oh, boy. <laughs> I got to a point where I would just take a shit and then get into the shower and run ice cold water out of the thing <laughs> and just out of the shower head and just blast myself in the ass with it in between <laughs> sessions. <laughs> I needed anything to cool off. And then in hindsight, my brother tells me, who pledged a fraternity, so you learn the shit the hard way, is like, your best bet is to sit in milk sit it did you sit in milk no i didn't know that <laughs> i like that i like that there's a protocol for that that there is a He's listen like, if you get hot sauce on your dick for whatever reason if a <laughs> pledge brother decides sure. to dump tabasco on your penis or but you can put milk on it i i want to know if you knew that you were on television and could have just given them a signed 8 by 10 of you with Nick Cannon. <laughs> like, I think that's all it would have taken to get you on the wall of the Koreatown ramen places. Something that says John Gabris yeah. <laughs> MTV2. I, I think you might be right. And at this, but in the same breath, it was less about the Polaroid and more about like the fact that they have a challenge that exists and uh-huh. I need to sure. beat it. Yeah. I, that happened to me. I drank an entire gallon of dry cleaning fluid <laughs> <laughs> to get on the wall of the dry cleaner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I could have just had something that. It says that I've met Robert Siegel from All Things Considered. That's why you have no wrinkles. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Absolutely. You're wondering, why has everyone from the local news been drinking dry cleaner fluid? (laughs) Where did I find this fluid? They didn't give it to me. I'm doing it in front of them. I snuck into their establishment (laughs) caught them by surprise. I brought my own Polaroid camera. <laughs> Had to work really hard to get film for this. Most of the films expired these days. They don't Polaroid doesn't exist anymore. There's a uh, there's a bar near my house, Tom Bergen's, that mm-hmm. I like a lot. Um, and they have weirdly, it's owned by Tom Bergeron. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's and, the Shazam protocol. Right. And Tom Berenger is the uh, yeah. is the bartender. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tom Berenger's seen better days. <laughs> in, in between episodes of Numbers, he also <laughs> is on Numbers. Uh, they're all on. Everybody's, Everybody's on, on Numbers. Crumholtz, sure. the guy from Ally McBeal. You know, uh, is Vigo. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> no. uh, Will McNichol. from Will 
Will and Grace. Will from Will and Grace. He plays Will yeah. on it. It's very complicated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's again, it's the yeah. shared universe. <laughs> yeah, everyone's yeah. trying to make They money all meet the boss baby at the end. Uh, <laughs> is that the Irish place that's like uh, known for their Irish coffee? Yeah, yeah. yeah I've been there a couple of times. I really like it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a, yeah, just a, just a, a great, uh, uh, you know, great, great classic bar. Been there forever. Um, and they put the names, uh, so they have two, two strange uh, decoration quirks. Uh, they have a wall that is dr- like kind of beautiful, you know, kind of pencil, pencil charcoal looking drawings of high school football coaches. Uh-huh. And then they have the uh, the names of regulars on shamrocks that are on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's it's it, it would be it would be cool to be. And, you know, uh, the bar's been there since, you know, the 50s. So some of these things are 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 old. And it would be, you know, I feel like I go there enough, so I asked the bartender. I'm like, "Hey, what do, what do you got to do to what do you got to do to get a shamrock?" And he's like, "Well, periodically, the staff will meet and we'll discuss uh, who amongst the regulars should get a shamrock." He was so vague. He like had he, yeah. he had it. It, there's a shamrock cabal, and I don't know how to penetrate it. I have the same problem when when I lived here in Koreatown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was would regularly go with my wife to the HMS Bounty. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that place. Uh, it's a nautical-themed restaurant and bar in the basement of an apartment building or in the ground floor of an apartment building. A great place. One of the last few dive bars, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a genuine – It's the, it is very, very much what it is. And they have booths there and the booths have plaques. And the plaques had names that I didn't recognize on them, but I I had always, like, all I wanted in the world was to get on one of these plaques. And then one day I was sitting in a booth and I looked over and I noticed that the plaque was new and it was for Kate Flannery Mm. from Uh, The Office and The Lampshades. And now I'll, I'll, I'll introduce this comment by saying this. Kate Flannery is brilliantly hilarious. Uh, not just in the office, but in her uh, comedy music group, The Lampshades. Yeah, I shot a movie with her uh, called Fourth Man Out, and she's fucking great in it. And yeah. She, and we hung out a lot in Albany, and she was cool as hell. Yeah, so Kate Flannery's well, awesome. people just putting up plaques everywhere she went. Yeah, it was like, we just had Meredith from The Office here. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I am 65% as famous as Kate Flannery. Once The Office is off the air, I'm like, I got 60 to 65. Like, I'm... Two thirds of the way to Kate Flannery level fame, but I have to convince these. I have to figure out how to subtly signal to these people that I'm on NPR. Like mm. that's my that's my card. <laughs> they don't know what NPR is. They don't care that I'm on NPR. It's they that certainly they don't know. wouldn't. They just know, yeah, exactly. They they. It's best that they not know that I'm by far the least successful <laughs> right, person right. on NPR. Just hearing you are on it is good. But enough. I just needed some way. Like I wanted to go there, and a couple times when I was there, like someone would recognize me and like come up to the and be. And I wanted when that would happen, which is not a regular thing in my life. When that would happen, and they would like apologize to me, like I'm sorry that I'm bothering you, but are you Jesse Thorne? And she's like, "Can you do this again when the owner is here?" Yes, that's <laughs> you, exactly. Like you're, you're like, not bothering me at all. Let's open up to the house. Sure. Like, <laughs> can you angle outward and speak up a little? <laughs> like all I want is one of these plaques. Give me yeah. a plaque. Oh, and there was awesome. a sandwich place here in Los Angeles that was naming sandwiches after public radio personalities, and I have not gotten a sandwich. I'm like. 
Just name a sandwich after me. Who is the least famous public radio person that has a sandwich currently? I'm talking about fucking local NPR personalities. Mm. I'm national, baby. I'm national. America's sweetheart of palms sub. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what we all want on a sub is a heart, heart of palm. palm. Um. <laughs> Get those palms. Fresh out of the can. A little, some palms, some mayo. Yeah, there's yeah. a uh, tiki bar in Van Nuys uh, called the Tonga Hut mm-hmm. and they have a order of of the drooling bastard, oh, which yeah. is like for people who have had like 80, it's like 70 different uh, tiki drinks over right. the course of a year. You have to get it in one year. Oh, and boy. I've had a couple of friends who were like, I think we should make a move on this. Yeah. <laughs> and I think like we've, we've, had to cancel plans like twice because you're not allowed to make them run for it uh, on Friday and Saturday nights, which I, is the most ideal time to go to a bar and drink seven sure. rum-based drinks. Uh, so we're trying to find a day to like get the or- get cracking on it. But it's like yeah. – as you get older, you have less and less time to be like, can you get together during the week and have seven <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mai Tai adjacent I'm, drinks? So I'm, let's John... get our calendars and find out when we can drink rum at four. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm... well, let's make sure we look at the next day. Sure, yeah. I'm picturing you, John, and your pals renting a disused warehouse, like spreading yeah. some blueprints out on a table, <laughs> sure, yeah. like circling Setting things. up a command center. Drawing arrows, <laughs> stealing a car and switching the plates. <laughs> Bringing in like racks and racks of Gatorade. Yeah, and maybe you have a maybe you have a little earpiece where there's like a you know kind of a nerdy hot woman somewhere, and she's on a computer and she's giving you drinking advice. <laughs> right. She's like, uh, I've got eyes on this, uh, but I, I I gotta enhance this picture. <laughs> right. Zoom in on the zombie. <laughs> she's like, Yeah, drink it. You're like, Oh boy. Okay. She's like, Use the straw. <laughs> oh, thank you. Good yeah. advice. Speaking of defying death. Yes. I was at my cabin this week. Mike, mm-hmm. uh, uh, John, for your benefit, I, I have a cabin in the Sequoia National Forest. And this which is, is for my benefit. I could use it whenever is what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I want to invite you to use it. This Please is for your do. benefit. You and your wife can go up, have a lovely weekend. Sure. And, and uh, uh, I've... if you're looking for a private place to have ramen shits, <laughs> it's nice. It's like Thank cool. you, Jesse. <laughs> there's, a, there's a milk bath. You, you can a milk basin already. <laughs> yeah, you can dunk your ass in it. Um, you have to pack the milk up because there's not a store in town. Oh, mm. good to know. I I was up there this, this past week with uh, my daughter's best buddy from preschool and her parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, you know, you don't sleep that much when there's that many children under five. So it was two five-year-olds, a three-year-old, and a baby there. <laughs> and there's a lot of action, so you're pretty dazed all the time. And my wife and I were asleep two nights ago. And uh, at like twelve fifteen, twelve thirty in the morning, we get a knock at our bedroom door, and the heads of our friends Ivan and Michelle appear in the crack of the door, like, um, "Hello," you know, Hello. like, <laughs> yeah, like I would say, like fourth graders solving a mystery style, yeah, like, like sure. one on top of the yeah, other, stacked, like a totem pole, snowman style. And uh, and Michelle goes, uh, she goes, "Hey guys." Uh, and I, we were waking up, and I was in the deepest part of the sleep. So, you know, sometimes you're wake, woken up by something, and you're and it's like a minute, and you're a like reasonably time. alert. Oh, and yeah. sometimes you wake up, and you are in. Uh, you're not sure where you are. You're not sure what's going on. And just the first words are, "Sorry to wake you up, guys, but we think there's a bear." <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, oh, oh. 
You know, like let's not wake your you're baby. Like, you're like, this could be part of a dream. This right. is yes. a, this is a dream. This, this is hands this down might a dream. Be well, particularly with their heads on top of each other, like a totem pole, and I sure. couldn't see their bodies. And then, like, there was a guy there who like didn't look like your dad, but you knew it was your dad. Exactly. Sure. He was in the shadows. Mm-hmm. He was still pissed about that uh, Little League strikeout. So <laughs> I roll and be out of his head. <laughs> I'm it's naked. I'm naked and I have to give an oral report. Right, yeah. Um, so I, I roll out of bed and I'm like, it can't. Let's, what do you mean? What's There's going? no you such know. thing as bears. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not in this universe. You're and, thinking of right. the Mandela effect. And yeah. they're like, come, come to our bedroom. So I'm like, oh, Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. This, is, this stream is getting better. <laughs> hmm. There's a bear attack. Can we sleep with someone you? Someone finally figured out what the cabin is for. Yeah. So I oh, went, for stab. It's the, yeah. the stabbing cabin. I thought it was cabin. for my benefit. Yeah. So we, went to the, we went to the- Well, if you'd like to do some stabbing in the cabin. <laughs> it's sure. the stabbing cabin, baby. We went, to the, uh, we went to the bedroom, and on the way, I'm just like, they're like, there's noises from where the garbage is. And I'm like- it's fucking, isn't it raccoons or something? Yeah. Like, the, because the garbage is out back and it's below their window. Oh, okay. So we get into the bedroom and they're like, just listen, just listen. And it's silence. Like, total silence. And this whole time I'm just what? thinking like... <laughs> <laughs> Just listen. One is on his Let's a little fart. Gotcha. Go back to sleep. <laughs> and they cup it, throw it in your face. Good night, Jesse. <laughs> the song changes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Time for another. Yeah. So they're like, just listen. And I'm thinking, like, this is fucking raccoons. Why am I awake? What's going on? Who am I? You know, all these thoughts. But then I also have that kind of. I don't know if this happens to you, but, like, if I wake up at, like, 5 a.m. to get on an airplane flight, I have this combination of hyper-alertness and a kind of scared insanity that's, like, coursing through my body, like, the entire time, like, Mm -hmm. until it's, like, 9 a.m. If I get up at 4.45 to catch an airplane, I'm crazy for the next four hours. Like, I'm worried someone's behind me or whatever, right? And I had that feeling, and it was silence. And this whole time, it's like 30 seconds of silence. I'm just like, fuck this. I don't get to sleep, and they just woke me up. What's going on? There's nothing to hear. And then you just hear this sound that goes... (laughs) And I'm like, fuck, let's run. Like, (laughs) let's make a... Let's bolt. Because it was the most terrifying sound. I like it okay, might you, as well have been outside at this point. No, we're inside. Okay, and all we can't see anything out the window. All we hear is basically the sound a dragon makes. Right, like we before fire comes out of its mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like that is absolutely a what it is. going through the garbage. <laughs> oh god, fucking Babadook. And I'm like, okay. And in my head, I'm like, okay. You know, they wash their Babadooks are very clean. They wash their food before they eat. <laughs> yeah, it. I, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> opposable thumbs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they mate for life. I, uh, I'm like, okay, I don't know what that is, but I'm on board for pre- preparing for the bear hypothesis. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I am, just in the same way that my opinion m- maybe is that, sure, we can't be certain that human beings are creating global climate change, but either way, we should be preparing for it. Like the odds are good enough 
that we need to address. We need to address it head on. We can't just stick our heads in the sand. Please leave politics out of this story. I'm so, very okay. curious. What <laughs> so I'm like, I'm thinking like, what do I have to do? Because the immediate feeling that I have, and this maybe is not a feeling you guys are yet familiar with. I don't know much about your personal life, John. Yeah. Is my children are going to die. Like immediately it goes from this is raccoons to my children's lives are mm-hmm. under threat. And also my father was sleeping on the ground floor and my father is old and kind of confused. I thought you were going to say on the ground. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> my well, grandfather's sleeping on the floor. <laughs> let me just say this. The song yeah, he had changed a number of <laughs> yeah, times. Right. That night. Yeah. Say no more. He doesn't do uh, what he calls sissy camping. He just lays down on the ground. <laughs> Underneath the garbage cans. Yeah. Uh, if you, this if is I, how my father camped. That's how I camp. If you could have read his T-shirt, if I had a photograph uh, to show you, you would read that it said one tequila, two tequila, sure, three tequila, four. Floor? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Jesus. Someone's yeah. keeping Spencer Gibson. You know, the first time I read that shirt, I'm like, it's going to say four. Yeah. <laughs> and then it didn't. Yeah. It's a real, real surprise. So I'm like, okay, I got to go downstairs and close the windows because it's like 85 degrees mm-hmm. in the day. So we have all the windows in the, in the cabin are open. Yeah. And I'm like, if that's a bear... I have to close the windows, but in order to close the windows, I have to go to the part of the house that's most likely to contain a bear. Sure. The, hun- the honey room. <laughs> exactly. I got to close all the salmon windows. <laughs> Why did we have these installed? <laughs> we thought we loved salmon at the time. <laughs> uh, did you, is there, is there they a- return to our cabin every year to spawn. <laughs> Is there a weapon available to you? Is there a fireplace poker? Is it occurred a... to me afterwards that we actually have bear spray in the cabin. It's mm. not bear spray that I had bought, but it's bear spray that the previous owners had left there. So I don't know if it's still okay. effective. So not um, worth even but, trying. Yeah, but I don't have, like, I should have thought of, like, a kitchen knife or, as you said, a fireplace poker, uh, a baseball bat that's next to my bed. Um, anything, but I was pretty defenseless, and I was also worried that my penis would come out of my pajamas in front of sure. people that I don't know well enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, Those so, are my two biggest fears: mm-hmm. the penis coming out of the pajamas in front of uh, acquaintances and bears. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I can only imagine how you were feeling at that moment. I go downstairs. I close the windows on sort of the sides of the cabin. I'm, the bear sounds are coming from the back wall, so I close the side windows first, and I'm like, "Great, no bears are coming in there." And then I have to face the fact that I have to engage with the back or, in this case, bear wall. Mm -hmm. And so I go back and I get to the kitchen window. Kitchen window's open and I'm hearing raccoonish sounds. You know, like just regular raccoonish sounds. Food washing. The sound of thumbs. Exactly. So I close that window and I'm nervous, but I'm fine. I close that window and then I remember, okay, there's a big window in my dad's bedroom. My dad is asleep, and that's right where the garbage is. The garbage is immediately outside that window. So whatever is happening is coming from immediately nice, outside that window. Take a nice snooze right next to an open window with 90-degree garbage. <laughs> yeah. So further, this is your room, Dad. <laughs> further, further context for this is my dad is 74 years old. He uh, is somewhat befuddled at this point, as I said. Um, not always, but... Often he's a little befuddled, especially when he's tired. And he has severe post-traumatic stress disorder, so you shouldn't wake him. But at the same time, 
if he wakes, his behavior could be unpredictable. Okay. <laughs> so like on the one I so I'm standing with my hand on the doorknob thinking do I try and sneak around my dad who's asleep right now like a cat burglar style and save him from this bear or do if only I there was a board game that could help us with this. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Look at that. Or do I wake him and risk a PTSD like freak out? Sure. Oh, like, I mean that could be, you know, not to make light of your dad's condition. But, I mean, that could be helpful if there was a bear there. That's if true. If went into some sort of fight mode. <laughs> yeah. I think that is that is probably the best argument for mm-hmm. waking him up is that his military training plus his military trauma would sure. sort of combine <laughs> right. into – something that could take down a bear. Yeah. And so I decided to just kind of open the door and go – Hi, Dad. It's me. Hi, Dad. It's me. And just kind of repeat that for a while in the in the idea that, like, hopefully if he did, like, I wouldn't try and wake him up. But if he woke up, the first thing he would hear would be his child that he loves saying, sure. hi, Dad, it's me, rather than uh, there's a, a fucking bear a dragon. <laughs> and so the blinds are closed, it's like louvered blinds on Ooh, the window. I definitely can stand And I'm like, cabinet. I have to take a look at the yeah. – Louvered. Uh, what can I say? I'm very successful. Excuse us. Someone had Chip and Joe visit. <laughs> and, uh, and so I have to see. The blinds are closed. I have to see if this window's open because I don't know if my dad opened the window. So I reach for the blinds. I'm like, here it goes. And I, I open the louvers and there is a fucking bear 18 inches from me. Whoa. Like a full-on black bear the ass specifically sure. of a full-on bear. Literally, if the window was – thank God the window was closed. But if the window had been open, I could have reached through the window and petted – felt the ass. Petted the bear. And it was this crazy like – it was like that f- car accident feeling like where time goes on forever. But you can also like you feel like you could do anything but also that everything is going wrong at once. Uh, all of those things happened, and uh, I re- I was like, okay, what I have to do is close the blinds. <laughs> like, let's let this bear bear around. Yeah. <laughs> so I closed I closed the blinds. I made sure the back door was locked. I wasn't sure if bears can use doors. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's rap. You're thinking of raptors. Right. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, you know, you're in a it's a it's a you know emotions are running high. Sometimes you confuse bears and raptors in intense yeah. moments. And then I was just I just stood there at the back door with my father's bedroom door open as he slept, and I thought. If this bear wakes up my dad, will my dad try to fight the bear? Like there is a 35% chance that if my dad was awakened by a bear, he would go into full-on combat mode and fight the bear. And I'm like, do I wake him up to tell him there's a bear, which will freak him out, but I will have more control (laughs) over the situation? And and I decided I was like, I'm going to roll the dice. Let him sleep and see if my dad can sleep through a bear. Uh, he slept through the bear. Mm-hmm. We were all mauled. Yeah. <laughs> right. Ivan was. Dad got a great night's sleep. <laughs> anyway, sat into this story. While I was being mauled, my penis came out of my pants. That was <laughs> Last embarrassing. Last thing I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> but I literally, like, my fingers were tingling the next two days at the prospect that around any corner could be a bear. Yeah. Like the idea of opening a, opening a window like, 
and then there is a bear. Like, a bear is right there. It was just walking around making bear noises? Yeah, it was, well, it was going, going through strutting. the garbage. Okay. It was excited about the garbage. Sure. And so I asked my neighbors, like, I was like, I think there was a bear at my house yesterday. And they're like, yeah. They're like, did you have any garbage? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, that's a real bear magnet. That- and I was like, well, what the fuck do you do with your garbage? Do you keep it in your house? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm like, oh. Good to know. They're like, you can get a bear box for your garbage. But otherwise, yeah, we'd pretty much just keep it in our house. Ha- yeah. It was the most. Oh, I got a lot to learn about the living in the country. Got to get guys. some more of that spray. Well, I- now it's time for one of my favorite segments on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Gabrus's Math Corner. Yeah. Now, the uh, <laughs> equation I want you to solve is what is the sum of the percentage that Jesse's dad would fight a bear <laughs> plus oh. the percentage that he is as famous of Kate Flannery? Oh, yeah. Mm, that's a great little math question. And we'll, uh, if you tweet at me yeah. the answer, I will send you a prize. No, wait. That's an exaggeration. I'll DM you a picture of my genitals. <laughs> <laughs> more of a punishment. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like, why are you in this if you're, a fu- if you're a fucking, if you're that much of a fucking nerd, you deserve it. Yeah. Fuck you, nerds. Here's my car. But maybe they're a Wild and Out fan. Right. And, and they've been thinking dying about, to see and my they've dick. been thinking about that sweet dong. If they're a Wild and Out fan, they already work at the TSA. If they already work at the TSA, they've already been in the room where the bulletin board is just printouts of, of John Gabrus's dong <laughs> yeah. from that machine where you do the Rockefeller diamond sign over your yeah. head. Or, or and it uh, scans Diamond you. Dallas Page for <laughs> yeah. WWE fans. Okay. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. How many times has this happened to you? Oh, man, if only I knew whether it was better to be too hot or too cold or who the best James Bond was, that girl would have gone out with me. Now you can with We Got This With Mark and Hal, the podcast from MaximumFun.org every Tuesday. Hey, Lois, it's Joey. The best James Bond was Daniel Craig, and it's better to be too cold than too hot. Thanks, We Got This With Mark and Hal. Only on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get fine podcasts. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, Go fans. It's your old pal, Jesse. And Jordan, a guy you like. Better than me, certainly. (laughs) (laughs) Ample evidence. (laughs) Um, Hey, guess what? We're coming to your town, Los Angeles and London. Yes, if you live in one of the world's finest cities that start with L, we're coming to you. Sorry, Lisbon. (laughs) Yeah. You're out. We're coming to you. We'd love to come to Lisbon if you uh, you know if you own a theater in Lisbon and want to yeah. fly us out. Would love to come. Shout out to fucking Lisbon. Yeah, uh, show L- L.A. and London who's boss. I would like to do. I would like to do a Spain and Portugal tour. Mm. Um, we could do a show with our friends, the popular Spanish language podcast Los Hematocriticos, mm. um, in Barcelona or something. And then hit Lisbon. I hear Lisbon's a hot hot spot these days. Let's make that happen. Okay. But first. But first. August 12th, the Max Fun Beer Blast featuring Jordan Jesse Go at Angel City Brewery. It's going to be an extravaganza. So fun. Cheap tickets about to go on sale. Go to MaximumFun.org for more information or follow us on Twitter. We'll announce once those cheap tickets go on sale. This is going to be... 
if you live in Southern California, you're not going to miss this. You're not going to want to miss this. We're going to have some music from Open Mike Eagle. Yep. We're going to have celebrity guests. Yes. Uh, it's going to be an extravaganza. We might even have a PowerPoint presentation. Ooh. And hey, uh, you know, uh, if you're a brew drinker, some of the best brews in the world there at Angel City Brewery. So come, uh, come on, come on by. Have a pint. Yeah. Laugh. Glug glug. Listen to music. Bottoms up. Get those cheap tickets when they go on sale uh, August 12th. Speaking of tickets, you, you you should also get tickets to our show in London, England at the London Podfest. We're bringing Jordan Jesse Go to town alongside Judge John Hodgman and the Beef and Dairy Network podcast. It's going to be a blast and a half. We had so much fun there doing Judge John Hodgman in International Waters last year. They specifically requested Jordan Jesse Go. They said, we want Jordan Jesse Go to come out there. I don't think they knew how few listeners we have. Yeah. So uh, we're going to need you to buy tickets wherever you are in the United Kingdom. And, and not just in the United Kingdom, in the Commonwealth. If you're in Australia, if mm, you're in Canada, sure. anywhere that recognizes the sovereignty of the queen, we're requesting your presence. You have to come to both these shows. You can find more information at MaximumFun.org in the live show calendar, including tickets, uh, links to buy tickets. It is going to be so great and so fun. We hope that you will, we will see you there August 12th and September 15th in Los Angeles and London, respectively. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. John Gabris, broad shouldered child. Three for three. <laughs> John, you're more. You're like 70% or 75% as famous as Kate Flannery now. You've been in a movie with her. Yeah. You deserve that booth, baby. Yeah, I don't hang out there enough, though. Can we hang... team up on it? Can the two of us just go there once a week until they give us a shared booth? Sort of like – together we're like 130% as famous as yeah, Kate Yeah, rather than bringing uh, six tens to the club, you yeah. bring ten sixes. Exactly. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Maybe they could just call the booth Thorbris. Yeah. yeah. It's like, Let, well, that's – Let's just get enough medium famous people in one room and see if we can get a booth out of it. <laughs> right. What about this? Here's an idea. There's a restaurant right near my house. Great restaurant. I'm going to give it a shout out. La Abeja. Uh, anybody lives in Northeast LA, you're going to want to hit up La Abeja. Tell them Jesse sent you. <laughs> they got some nice booths there. And because it's one of the only places besides uh, my house that my children are willing to eat – I'm literally there 1.3 times a week. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, you know, uh, very friendly basis with the family that owns it. You know, everything. We're, we're real regulars. They don't have plaques on the booths. But if I just brought a drill and a plaque. They wouldn't say no. They wouldn't say no if I just – it's better to apologize than to beg ask. forgiveness than to ask permission, right? Let's just get a few sure. plaques made up and say this is dedicated to Jesse Thorne and just let's put them everywhere. Let's yeah. put them in trees and shit. <laughs> put them in other people's cars. I Magnets you could just slap on the back of a car. I would love that. I put up uh, – the- Jesse, I know you're a big Sarah Palin fan. Yeah. So, I mean, let's get those plaques in there and drill baby drills, right? Yeah. <laughs> I put up, uh, I put up uh, the address number sign on my uh, cabin this weekend, um, which is like, you know, it's like you get it from the fire department. Like it's a reflective thing so that if your yeah. house is on fire, they can find it in the woods. And uh, I put it into a tree. 
and I felt like a king. Mm. I felt like I was really dominating Mother Nature. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> sure. really giving it to her. <laughs> and the sign, the sign on our cabin says Wanda's Chalet. And I put it right underneath that Wanda's Chalet sign. Why does it say Wanda's Chalet? A woman named Wanda owned it, and I'm not shitting you, three owners ago. Mm -hmm. And And people just don't want to change it. Just no one has taken it down. I think that's... You've got to leave it up at this yeah, point, right? I know. It's we, now Wanda's chalet. Yeah, we 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 named it after our dog. We, we mm-hmm. call it in the family. We call it Coco's Cabin, uh, and we're hoping to make a sign. Mm-hmm. By the way, if anyone out there is a sign maker, holler at me. Uh, but we're hoping to make a sign that says Coco's Cabin. But like, yeah, we kind of don't want like. We were like, should we take the Wanda's chalet sign and like frame it and put it in the living room? Like, it's so magical. You got to leave it as part of the history of the cabin for when you eventually sell it or you know are taken down in like a David Koresh type situation, <laughs> whichever, whichever one happens. You should yeah. just when people ask who's Wanda, just go, oh, "My late wife." Yeah, and then leave it and then like stare off, yeah. like you don't want to talk about it anymore, and yeah. just create a mythos. Yeah. Okay, when something momentous happens to you, give us a call two zero six nine eight four. For fun, staring down the butt end of a bear would be a good example. There you go. Put that telephone yeah, why didn't number. You call? I, well, I'm you on, I'm the host of the show, so we could have saved a lot of time if you would have just called. Called that, that in. in. Yeah, we could have combined <laughs> the segments. I can but. kind of expand it, but what's fun is I can expand it in a sort of narrative form, and it allows you guys to interject some comic relief in this tale of terror. Yeah, I mean, I probably artistically it was the better way to go, <laughs> right. but I'm just, I mean, efficiency. I think right. that's what we We're need We're trying to get to the show. bed and get some Carl's Jr. <laughs> yes. in bed. Some of us need Carl's Jr. in bed. <laughs> that's some why of us need to find out where Jordan lives and share a bed with him for about an hour. <laughs> that's, why I, that's why I voted for Rudy Giuliani to be the host of this show, because I feel like he could really whip things into shape. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you need, if you got a Democratic legislature, you need a Republican executive to make sure things the ship is tight. Oh, yeah. You need a true vampire of a person who's been riding <laughs> off something he did 15 years ago pretty well. Gamers, um, you want to do a uh, uh, Western Bacon Cheeseburger Power Hour oh, in bed? Fuck yeah. <laughs> you can only do that in bed. Yeah. 984 fun that telephone number. Let's hear our first call. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, Sunny G, Christian, and guests. This is Sarah in Knoxville, Tennessee, calling to report the best day of my life. In December, after 30 years of single life, I met a man with two adorable daughters and fell head over heels. For the past few days, I've been taking care of him post-knee surgery. Yesterday, he was able to leave the house, no longer taking pain pills, so we got lunch, went to the comic book store, I showed him my favorite thrift store, and we both bought ukuleles at Guitar Center and spent the rest of the evening learning to play them. We are both shy, so we had yet to drop the L word. Last night, after we put away our ukes and were falling asleep, he looked at me and said, I love you, you know. It was the best day I've ever, ever had. Thanks, guys, for making me laugh each week. Kisses from Knoxville. Ooh. Oh, come on. Come on. Get out of Knoxville. Get out of Knoxville. Give it a rest, you guys. This lady is a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> that happened to me. <laughs> That's my story. I had knee surgery. Yeah. God. Wow. Getting a couple of ukes. I mean, that, come on. I mean, it was a very cute story. I don't want to take anything away from kisses from Nashville, but. That was twee AF. <laughs> sure. I mean, listen. <laughs> truly is this, amazing. Is, when this, she... is this woman a parody of one of our listeners? <laughs> sure. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Are we grateful? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, she really. What the secret is to make a to make a uh, to make a shape 
you need three points, mm-hmm. right? Oh. You need at least three points. Otherwise, right. you, just you just have, have a line. line. Yeah. Exactly. So she starts it. I took him to the comic book store. Mm-hmm. She pivots over to then I showed him my favorite thrift store. Then she finishes it off with we got a couple of yukes at couple the guitar yukes. center. Yeah. That's three. Sh- that gives you a field. Yeah. And you, what fills in that field? Love. It's love. They they rode a tandem bike from location. To location. <laughs> right, they left you left that out, and then uh, the Set next to day, a Bell and Sebastian song. <laughs> the next and spent the weekend at the Ren Fair. I am really I am really happy for her. I'm worried she's going to stop listening to Jordan Jesse go. In my mind, to the extent that we have listeners, I mean, there's the guy in Portland. Yeah. Can you think of anybody else that listens to this show? I mean, I've that one guy. Yeah. John listened to the one with Seth Seth Morris. Right. You so, have that dude in you have that John dude in Gabris. Brooklyn. Uh, but he's, yeah. he wasn't listening anymore. Yeah, yeah. After the Seth Morris episode, sure. Yeah. yeah, and you just lost that one TSA worker from Albuquerque that <laughs> listens that I yeah. just defended by accident. Yeah. So I think, in my mind, Jordan Jesse goes sort of the reason to listen, and I know everyone has a different sure. reason from coast to coast. Both of the guys, but the main reason is it sort of fills a love shaped hole inside mm, you, right? Because you're like, em- you're empty. Yeah, there's something in you is empty. There's something missing from your life, and so you're so desperate that you're even that you're just clicking on things in iTunes randomly. Sure. So just it's like, oh, Dave, give me Dave Ramsey. <laughs> give me hardcore history. <laughs> give me these fucking assholes in a go kart. <laughs> <laughs> is that a podcast? That's our logo. Oh, oh, okay. That's not Asshole, assholes in a go kart is an earwolf show. Though. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stitcher in premium. A soapbox. Lord Lab gets good on everything. So I think once she has love, we're done. Oh yeah, she yeah. doesn't need this anymore. She has things to do. She has yeah. a man to take care. Sure, of. Exactly. two kids. I just in this moment realized that Jordan Jesse Go is JJG, which is my initials, Jonathan James Gabriel. Oh, yeah. we, you didn't know that we had to, we named this after you. <laughs> well, honestly, it's like I have definitely known the name of this podcast for <laughs> a, a half a decade, and yeah. never put together that it's JJG. <laughs> well, when we initially started this show eleven years ago, we said there's a young man named John Gabriel who's. Mm-hmm. It, within when you started six it, or seven young. years is going to be <laughs> is going to be on Wildin' Out with Nick Cannon. I love the level of fame that I have. He's like so specific. How does Nick Cannon still look like a handsome nineteen-year-old? He is buff as fuck. He really does take care of himself. He's got to be he like thirty-five, fluid, right? right? He's at least thirty-five. He's at least thirty-five. If not, so I'm thirty-five, and I feel like. He was like a little bit ahead of me coming up. So like, like and he still at like him and Pharrell both look like gorgeous college students. And Nick Cannon has lupus too. Oh really? Gosh. Yeah, and he's fighting lupus and he is just very fit too. Mm. And has had money since he was 16, so I think that helps you stay looking young. Sure. Right. Yeah. He's been sleeping in air conditioning his whole life. Man. <laughs> Is that the main That's thing? enough. <laughs> that's that's the a central. Good, a good night's rest will really do you something. Man, special. I think I think the lesson here is we got to get some of that lupus. Ooh, we got to get lupus. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah, the big takeaway from this is like if I had lupus, I would be an insanely <laughs> buff hip-hop and married comedian? to Mariah Carey briefly, still no is? Longer. No longer. For a medium period of time. I think they were married for a little while, right? They have right? kids. They have two kids. Yeah. Their kids are cute as hell. Well, you wouldn't expect them to be homely. Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the real point and Mariah yeah. Carey's kids are a real mess, you yeah, guys. they come from good stuff. What a couple <laughs> uggos those, the children of the two most beautiful people on earth <laughs> <Right>. are. <laughs> 
Um, uh, can I can I tell you something about Nick Cannon and Mariah Carey's kids? Yeah, they sleep in air conditioning, baby. Oh yeah, yeah. they're gonna be. Oh fucking, yeah, they're gonna look great. Cool as cucumbers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool as cucumbers. They have a guy who comes by and mists them while they sleep. Oh yeah, and then they did not ask him to do that. right. Like they were <laughs> actually trying to find that guy. <laughs> I wish this guy. He used to miss David Letterman back in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Okay, let's take our next call. Hey, guys. uh, This is a listener in Wisconsin calling with a momentous occasion. Can you pause this, Casey? Think about all this stuff that people have revealed on Jordan Jesse Go calling in momentous occasions over the last 11 years or 12 years or however long we've been doing Mm -hmm. this show. All the crazy shit. That people have called in from their three ways. People have uh, called in the first time they like appeared publicly in their uh, gender. Mm-hmm. We've had like, I mean, every kind of uh, every kind of wild, unusual, amazing human experience has been shared on Jordan Jesse Go, including some real gross ones. Sure, and all of them have had a name attached. Mm-hmm. And this guy calls in and says, hi, this is a listener. So this is probably going to be really insane then. You're guessing by his desire for anonymity that he might be about to share a weird, momentous occasion. Will this be our first murder? (laughs) Is this our first murder? I'm the DC sniper. Goodbye. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) I'm the Hollywood child mister. (laughs) (laughs) My first has been misting all those Hollywood childs. Okay. Go back to the beginning and, and play this again, Casey, because I, I, I feel like that is the context for this call. Hey, guys. Uh, this is a listener in Wisconsin calling with a momentous occasion. I'm just calling to say that I just successfully sued my employer. Oh. Uh, they did some fishy stuff, weren't paying me right, uh, told me I wasn't eligible for overtime, things like that. At any rate, uh, I finally finished up. I, I'm just now holding the check. I'm not rich. It's a high four figures, but uh, that was a little intimidating, but it happened. And I can't tell you exactly who I am uh, because part of this is a non-disclosure agreement. Anyway, love the show. Thanks. I like and, that. And then I murdered them. Come on. Yeah. Where's the... We may have front porched it a little too much. I <laughs> made it seem a little too low stakes once we've established <laughs> yeah. the possibility. I, can I... We'll make... fix that in editing. But can... a victory against the man? Yeah. I'll take it. Can I make this a call out? Sure. Jordan Jesse Go is your place to violate NDAs. Right, yeah. If you This week. If you worked if you were a PA on The Bachelor and yeah. you know who who wins The Bachelor, call us. Violate your NDAs anonymously on Jordan Jesse Go right now. 206-9844-FUN. I don't care what the NDA is. I want you to violate it, it on chest, our program. So feel better. Let's I had an break Apple commercial audition. Is like the most recent NDA. <laughs> oh, and uh, this is not John Gabers. This is a caller from Los Angeles. Sure. See, there, you're already <laughs> calling in at two zero six nine eight. Already doing it for to tell fun. us that you auditioned for the commercial for the new Apple flashlight that's violate coming soon. I plus NDAs. <laughs> violate those NDAs on our program two zero six nine. It's so sleek. It's so sleek. For fun. Please, if you're out there right now, any any kind of NDA. It's just easier to use the iPussy because it syncs up with my laptop. (laughs) Yeah. Right. The fucking, the other one doesn't have a lightning port. It's still got a (laughs) USB-C. Yeah. 
But they're trying to trick you into buying the cloud storage, though. Yeah. It always feels like... Yeah. They'll store On the mind. other hand, what if you end up with <laughs> the semen goes? If you it goes into the cloud. Okay, thank cancer you. Or yeah. something. End up with testicular cancer. You might wish that you had that cloud storage. I've got five gigs of cum in the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to get it. <laughs> Sex tape two? Forgot my, <laughs> forgot my fucking password. Um two zero six nine eight four four fun. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. <laughs> It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, Apex Predator. <laughs> Jordan Morris, so sleepy. I'm oh, jo- I'm so sleepy. I'm John Gabris, also tall, not just fat. Yeah, you're a big man. You're beefy. Yeah, a lot of people when they meet me uh, who have never met me before say, oh, you're bigger than I thought. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And they're like, no, I mean uh, tall because uh, like every show you just look fat you know that's when you're fat everyone's just like oh you're fat but if you're also six foot two no one th- considers you tall well you're not particularly fat i mean like you're overweight right. certainly but you're more a, you. but you're more a big guy than you are a fat guy yes i carry it well i'm over 300 pounds but you would never guess that but like on television the, like what it takes to be the fat guy on television is so tiny. Like, yeah. it really just takes, like, a slightly different jaw shape. When they called like, Pally fat on Happy Endings, I was like, oh, I'll never be on a sitcom. Yeah, remember when, <laughs> yeah, remember when that was the joke about Zach Galifianakis? Like, although I feel like those Hangover movies are just people calling him fat. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's it's like, like, he's not... Yeah, he just has like, a beard. He's just not ripped. Like, yeah. <laughs> 10 pounds overweight, <laughs> right. 7 yeah, pounds yeah. overweight, he the, maybe. He's the standard amount of overweight people in their mid to late 30s are. Sure, yeah. <laughs> he just looks like a guy at Disneyland. Yeah, he just doesn't look like Bradley Cooper. <laughs> yeah, that is that is the way the show business is. Somebody, somebody tweeted at me today. I was tweeting about uh, some... Soul music from the late 1990s. Oh yeah, well Sunday morning. <laughs> I was I had gotten I had gotten home from my trip. I am week at my cabin, so fucking chill, and I immediately read an article about the band Heim in uh, yeah in the New York in the New York Times. I have no problem at all with the band Heim. They're a perfectly good band. Uh, they rock live, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they really are fucking great live. They're all drummers, and they'll end a couple of. They'll play a couple of songs at the end where all three of them are on the drums singing and uh, three different drum sets. It's pretty fucking. Dope. That sounds dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have no beef with them, but they, there was this abs. Uh, this this mention of that one of the things they were really into was '90s R&B, and I, for some reason, I am like upset by indie rock people talking about how much they love 90s R&B, which is a very, very common thing for indie rock people to talk about. And because I don't know what the fuck that means. Like, what is this? Do you just hang out listening to Mary J. Blige or something? Like, yeah. what is the meaning of that? And um, so I immediately got in a fight with myself on Twitter. <laughs> like, immediately I was like, I am too relaxed and happy. I've been off the internet for a week. I have to get myself upset while I'm tired. So I started ranting about be, saying that your uh, saying that your uh, fucking influence is '90s R&B. Some good things came out of it. It's about time someone finally took this stance. Yeah, <laughs> some good things ca- came out of it. I got a I got a nice I got a nice uh, reply from uh, the band Blitz and Trapper. 
that was nice. Uh, indie rock guys, they made a little joke about how they were influenced by R&B. I got a fave star from Craig Finn of the Hold Steady. That was nice. Came out of it. But mostly I just upset myself. And the main reply that I got uh, that really earned it was it was it was a like your big comment it was i don't really listen to your podcasts anymore but you're still my soul brother thanking me for mentioning omar this british soul singer from the 90s <laughs> and i was like what do i do with this do i mute this person do i star this tweet do i reply thank you do i and that that in between world I find the longer I've been a very minor public figure, the the less I am bothered by people who hate me and the more I am bothered by people who like me and say something weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's I mean that seems like that's why mute was invented for the for the unintentionally insulting. Yeah. Yeah. I just mute love that exists mute. to be like, thank you, I guess. <laughs> and then there you go, in the pile with all my friends who are recently plugging pilots. <laughs> um Heim, I saw them at Gentlemen of the Road in Tulsa, in no, uh, in Guthrie, Oklahoma, and uh, that was like a like a festival kind of thing. And I was performing at the after show, doing some comedy, so we got like VIP badges. And I was just sitting on the side of the stage while fucking Heim rocked out with like three sets of drums, and it was very hot. It's very like nasty plains, hot, just nothing, no shade anywhere, and these. Women, I was going to say chicks, <laughs> 35. These <laughs> chicks are just fucking jamming, and it's so awesome. And I'm so into it. And then when they walk off stage, one of them just passes out. Whoa. And I was like, Shit. these girls rock so fucking hard. Literally, they walked off stage like at, after the end. The crowd was going apeshit, and then they're walking back down, and the one, one, one of the women faints. One of the Heim sisters just passes out. I was like, holy shit, this has been fucking... Yeah. That's rocking fucking yeah, world. When I, you pass out, and it's not even because someone just uh, put a cape around your shoulders on stage, <laughs> right, like right. James Brown style. <laughs> like it's, You wait till you get off stage then to you, do right. the yeah, ca- yeah. cape routine. I I hope it is because of 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 how hard they rocked and not and, because of some condition. Right, right. Well, that's what I thought. I choose to believe it's because of hard rocking and that fucking rules. I recently told that story to someone. I'm like, and hopefully it wasn't just like low blood sugar. Or sure. else that story. <laughs> She's like, I need an apple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they usually have a bunch of apples on stage, and I always try to figure out the symbolism of that. Sure, but yeah. Now you know. The one is just. She's yeah. trying to keep her glucose. It happens to Sifjan Stevens. He passes out after he gets off stage, but that's just because he doesn't usually stay up past 10. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not because he rocks he's a too sleepy hard. man. Yeah, it's because he, he's still on album six of 50 for the sure. United States. Uh, our engineer this week is Casey O'Brien. Thank you, Casey. Our producer, Brian Fernandez, in London, England. You can have. Hashtag it JJGo on Twitter. Uh, you can join us on Facebook in the Maximum Fun Facebook group. There's usually a fun discussion there or on Reddit at MaximumFun.Reddit.com. That, by the way, the perfect place uh, to write a comment that is both complimentary and insulting in a yeah. weird, confusing way. <laughs> no. I kind of still avoid Reddit. The, I, the discussions in the Maximum Fun Reddit are so great, like yeah, so consistently – like positive and interesting. Oh, cool. Yeah, the Maximum Fun Reddit is like a really special corner of Reddit where nothing... I joined the San Francisco Giants Reddit and I keep wanting to quit it because it makes me so crazy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the Max Fun Reddit is a really fun place uh, with a lot of positive vibes. 
Um, John, what's what's the name of that podcast you do again? I have a podcast called High and Mighty, and then I also have a Patreon podcast called Action Boys with a Z, where me, Ben Rogers, and Ryan Stanger review '80s action movies. That sounds uh, dope. It's as self indulgent as it gets. <laughs> I, I is your is your podcast High and Mighty. Uh, named after the late 1990s underground hip hop group? No, it's not. You're not the first person to ask. Oh, okay. I, actually, here's a funny. I named it after like I love the double entendre of like I am a big strong person who smokes weed almost daily, and then on top of that, I uh, take bold stances and often am wrong but disagree with everyone <laughs> around me. But one time I was at a bar in New York City randomly like a midtown bar recently I was like shooting something and I was like oh I'll go grab a drink and then as I was walking out someone just grabbed me by the shoulder and was like are you John Gabris and I turned around and I'm ready to be like yeah so where do you know me from ha huh? and he's like we're the high and mighty brass band and you have stolen all of our cert- like we are now 50th <laughs> on Google or wow. and I was like holy shit I met because I re- before that someone had told we me we do an action movie doing? podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're fucking killing us yeah. but it was just really funny and I was like oh you guys it's like I remember searching High and Mighty and they came up once and I was like, oh, all right, whatever this is. And then I'll uh, go ahead and torpedo these <laughs> yeah, losers. Well, I'm also High and Mighty. And then I was like, holy shit, I fucking met the band. Yeah. The fucking High and Mighty brass band, if they have a bone to pick, it's with the song B-Boy Document 99 <laughs> from Sound Bombing 2. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Like, come on, guys. Let's get serious. If you're already – there's already a High and Mighty. Right. <laughs> but yes, to answer your question, yes, it's named after the 90s. <laughs> That's Excellent. a long way to go just to explain Thank you, that, John. Yeah. And thank you to all of our listeners call, who've already called in to violate their non-disclosure agreements. 206-984-4FUN is the telephone number. We'll talk to you next week on Jordan, Jesse, Go. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.